Live from Perth, Australia, and broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show with your host, Oren McCory. The O Show is a no-nonsense podcast bringing you the best advice on training, mindset, and nutrition to supercharge your efforts in the gym, the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of The O Show. And this is one that's been teed up for quite a while. We have spoke back in May time, I want to say, and we talked about setting this up, but we've just both been super busy serving our clients. But this is somebody who is going to bring massive value to your day, to your week and your whole life. So I want to welcome on my friend, Matt Peacock. Hi, buddy. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, you're right. You've been courting me for about three or four months now. I feel like you're due me at least one date at the end of all of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you a steak, right? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, so guys, if you don't follow Matt, you'll have seen a lot of his content. His name is the Muscle Mindset Coach. And a lot of his content is stuff that I share. He puts out lots of little nuggets. And he is the man, go-to man for mindset and routines and habits and you've got quite a good little routine yourself matt which is why i wanted to get you on but before we get into that i want to find out a bit more about you mate so we're going to start it with how we start every single podcast now and this came about when i had a client on and we need to know your stripper name buddy so the stripper name is the name of your first pet combined with the name of the first street you lived on so the first street i lived on right okay so that's going to be Lexi Pentland. Lexi Pentland. <laughs> that sounds like one of wow. the sexiest names that we've had on here. No big deal, mate. No big deal. I just do everything. You just got to be right up there with everything. So you jump to the top of the list, buddy, right? So if you search for the Muscle Mindset Coach and I don't come up, it's because I've changed my username to Lexi Pentland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Um, Let's find out a bit about your background then, buddy. So how did you get into coaching and why are you so passionate about fitness and helping people achieve their best with their muscle and their mindset? Okay, so how did I get into it? Uh, I worked in consultant engineering for 10 years prior to doing this. So um, wasn't your normal route in. I think a lot of people, I wouldn't be, I don't think, there's any, I don't think I've ever met another coach who entered the industry that way. Um, so I sat at a desk, traveled the world, spent a couple of years in Oz, as you probably know. Um, it was a great job, but just ultimately wasn't that fulfilled. So packed it in with absolutely zero plan other than to go and get my level two and my level three, and we'll work it all out from there. So saved enough to have six months off. I took six months off. I uh, did my level two and my three, and then gosh, got working in a gym. Um, and to be honest, I think if... When I think back on it, because I've been asked this question a lot on every podcast I've ever been on, because I'd built up such a huge professional network over 10 years of working in various different countries and various different engineering firms, when I put on LinkedIn, I'm now a coach. I had this plethora of people who I'd always given free advice to in offices being like, hey, can I just pay you for this advice now? Absolutely, you can. Come join me in the gym. Perfect. And it went from being completely dead. Like, no, obviously you start with, you start from the ground. You've got no clients. I walked in, paid my rent. 
And within a month, it was like 40 sessions a month, 40 second sessions a week, completely rammed, loving it, enjoying it, um, and just never, ever looked back, to be perfectly honest, buddy. And why am I passionate about it? I guess kind of tying back into what I just said, I've always been in every office I ever worked in, I was always like the fitness guy. So while fit office people are generally quite unhealthy, there's quite an unhealthy culture within each office. I always was like, I was a total bro. I'm not, not too ashamed to admit it. Um, I would be like chicken, broccoli and rice or tuna and rice every single day at lunch. I'd go running at lunch. I'd train at lunch. You know, the protein, you, everyone's pedestal unit would have like files and stuff that was relevant to the projects they were working on. Mine was like protein, creating <laughs> peanut butter and tuna. <laughs> um, gen- genuinely, I just ripped the filing cabinet out of it and replaced it with a bag of protein. Um, nice. E- even when I worked in Australia, I, w- I moved to Melbourne and then Perth. And when I went to Perth the second time, um, I actually just phoned up the supplement company and had them deliver 10 kilos away to the office prior to me even starting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about it because it's always been my hobby. So being able to turn my hobby into a profession has been absolutely class. Like I genuinely don't feel like I ever get up and work. I just get up and do what I love. So yeah, really nice, happy man. to me. Love it. Nice, man. And you've got a really good business, which shows the quality of coaching that you know, you're implementing. So kudos to that buddy. Uh, one thing I was curious about, when did you make that jump from the office to the coaching? So 2015, I think. Um, okay, yeah. And to be honest, it, it was like pretty abrupt. It was like, I'm leaving. I'm not working my notice. Uh, maybe not too proud of that decision, but I kind of had a bit of a huff with the office, just kind of left. I was like, right, that's it. I woke up the next morning. I was like, suppose I better apply for my PT qualification because I'm technically unemployed. I just got cracking, mate. <laughs> nice, mate. Nice. And I think we met about two years after that then because uh, I'm pretty sure it was down at Mark Cole's physique camp when we first well. met. And um, I've just watched your growth since then, mate. And you're very, very consistent with your message. And hence probably why you're known in your own podcast about your morning routines. And one thing I'll tell the readers as well or the listeners, if you see me reading a book, it's probably that this man has recommended <laughs> it because even the one I've got beside me, which is A Man's Search for Meaning, is one that was on Matt's story about a month or two ago. And literally, it just gets added to my Amazon list or my Audible. And I'm like, right, that those will be getting hit. So um, <laughs> if you do get the opportunity, follow him just for his book club alone because um, there's a lot of, lot of nuggets in there. I feel like I need to add a story highlight for books because you're not the first and you won't be the last who's like, mate, every time you put a story up, I screenshot it yep. with a book. So maybe I need to add a, a story highlight for books and start from now. 100%, buddy. Back, might 100%. We'll come back in um, a couple of months and this bookcase behind me will have all three rows filled and it'll be like, okay, what's <laughs> happened? Is Matt influenced that? <laughs> <laughs> I was just throwing a few red herons in there that aren't actually relevant to coaching and see if you buy them. Yeah, (laughs) you'll just see the shelf covered (laughs) in these and you'll be like, oh, you fell for it. (laughs) Awesome, mate. Now, one thing I wanted to talk about is, and this is a quote you've been sharing a lot recently, and we're just speaking about how it's gaining traction and you're getting lots of followers from it, and it's win the first battle. Now, let's talk about that. What does that mean? Okay, so win the first battle, as you say, it's something that's been kind of grabbing a bit of traction on social media and it wasn't necessarily something that was ever intended i think the best stuff isn't intended to grab traction it's the stuff that's organic just naturally begs it i think when you're not going looking for it so it's 
it's actually a quote from a training that I've produced for my own clients within my members lab. That was all part about, it's called the high performance morning upgrade, the training. And it's all as an overlook, an overview on how to upgrade your morning without specifics, just like the key components that we're looking for in a, in a good morning routine. And the first slide literally just says, win the first battle. And it's like some picture of guys running it in a war or something like that. And I, it's, the first, it's the first part of the day. It's when your alarm goes off. And I, what I've found is that largely it's, it, it, it's polar. People either have one alarm and just get up or they have 20 fucking alarms and they, they snooze. They're in bed for half an hour after the first alarm and they don't want to get up. And I'm a big fan of asking my clients to, to copy me and emulate what I do. One alarm, when it goes off, get yourself out of bed. That, that alarm is the first mental battle you will fight on any given day. So the alarm goes, the battle is the choice between the cozy sheets and succumbing to laziness, sloth, like all the good stuff to be fair, but equally well, all the good stuff for somebody who doesn't want to progress and succeed. The other side of the coin is getting out of bed, which isn't going to be easy or comfortable, but it's the one that's going to drive growth, drive progress. So the battle is the decision between the comfort of 10 or nine more minutes. Why is a snooze nine minutes? I ask everybody <laughs> this. I have no <laughs> I idea. extra bonus points if you know the answer to that. So it's, it's the choice between nine minutes um, extra in bed or nine minutes getting at your day. And I find that if you can win that first battle and kind of signal to your brain that you're not going to succumb to the easy option and really just take control of your day from that the first signal, then the rest of it kind of falls into place very, very quickly. So the first battle is snooze or get the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's important. Yeah, that's something that I like to do as well is I set an alarm for five and I set one for 5.05. But to be honest, the 5.05 never even gets thought about because I'm up and I'm turning both alarms off while I'm having my morning pee. And like, it never makes it to that far. I think it's mainly because like, I don't want to wake Esther because she normally wakes up for work at least two hours later. So I'm like, just get out of bed, get it off. So you don't wake her, let her sleep. And that's just, it. things get easier over time, right? So even though that's a battle to get into that habit, it's just become second nature after a while, right? 100%. It's not, and that's the, one of the key things I say in that training is that this isn't meant to be easy. If it was, everyone would be doing it. So what I used to do when I first started, I can remember implementing this for the first time when I lived in the flat in Edinburgh. And I, I bought like an old school travel alarm clock, you know, the one that's like just beeps and you click yeah. the alarm on at the back and it, it literally ticks all night incessantly. <laughs> I, I took it and in my bedside, obviously I had a drawer. I stuffed it right at the back. So A, I couldn't hear the ticking all night. But B, when the alarm went, I had to get the fucking thing out the drawer. So I had to go and find it. So I'm just <laughs> yeah. like clanging around, trying to find stuff that act of just like banging around, having to find the alarm by the time I'd found the bloody thing and turned it off, you know, I'm getting out of bed anyway, because I've just spent 10 minutes looking for it. So yeah. <laughs> it, it's not easy to start with, but then over time, like you say, it's like training when clients first go to the gym, it's hell on earth. And then yeah. you come to enjoy that, that hell, you can relish it. Uh, and the same goes from, for me getting up in the morning. It's like that first alarm goes off. It's not even loud anymore. Um, just download because like you and like most people, Sarah, my partner, she, she just sleeps for at least two hours beyond me. The yeah. last thing anyone's significant other wants is woken up at 4.55. I'll tell you that much for free. That's a yeah, quick 100%. way to divorce. <laughs> Which nobody wants, right? Well, maybe some people do, but if you want to <laughs> yeah, live exactly. a happy if you life. Do, yeah, if, if you, you want to live a happy life, you need to keep the wife happy, right? 
too right, mate. Too right. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> mate, so let's get into a little bit about after that first battle then. What, what do you think is the next important com- component of your morning and also what you try to instill with clients when you're asking them to sort of emulate your morning routine then? Okay, so basically when I first recorded the high performance morning upgrade, we had this like generic overview and it's quite a long training. So rather than regurgitating that here, because it's probably not, it's not the environment. This isn't the medium to try and pass all that information over. I realized that a lot of my clients had, had taken that, learned the sort of overview, the high level view of a morning routine, but didn't have the, the nuts and bolts. So I'm a big, big believer in teaching and frameworks. And what I mean by that is rather than giving the clients some wishy-washy, this would be great, maybe do that, to if here's three categories, pick one from each category and just bloody do the work. Mm-hmm. Clients find that a lot easier when they're given a framework. So I teach in frameworks all the time. So that I turned the high-performance morning upgrade into a secondary training called the M-cubed formula, which is what they all operate in. So that, that basically breaks your morning into three components. So obviously we've won the first battle, that is completely separate. After that, we have movement, mental clarity, and mental growth. And once we've got those three M's, we can get on about our day. So movement goes with, I I don't think I need to explain movement, but uh, for me, it used to be a run. These days it's a walk with a podcast. So I'll spend 20 minutes, 25 minutes, just walking out, I go outside, get some light, listen to a podcast, get some movement, wake myself up. You would be amazed what happens when you just get blood flowing around your body. Because I think when most people wake, they stay in that kind of lethargic, slow, they grab a cup of coffee and they sit down. No, don't sit down, get moving. So I basically get some water in me, hydrate, and then get moving straight away. Once I've gone and moved, some of my clients will run. I give them specifics that they can choose just to make things easier. Once we've done the movement portion, we move into mental clarity, which for me involves meditation, which for me involves some journaling. The reason I'll leave that until after the movement is I encourage my clients to try for some high intensity movement. So a run, a a cycle, something that we can, even if it's intervals out in the street, the reason why that can be really beneficial is because of something called BDNF, so brain-derived nootropic factor, which will help with your ability to learn shit. It basically, it, if you Google BDNF, it will come up as miracle grow for your brain. So effectively, we enable it. Literally, every search comes up with that. If it, well, effectively, it allows you to, to access your brain a little bit easier, which obviously we know in the morning can be a bit of a bitch. So if we can get out and do a high-intensity run, sweat, get like doesn't have to be long 20 minutes which for most people is like a couple of miles maybe slightly more and then at that point if we've switched your brain on then when it comes to meditating we're not in that lethargic sleepy a lot of people when they meditate they get quite sleepy and they struggle so i'll spend 10 minutes meditating and then i'll spend 10 minutes just with my journal my a5 diary that i use for work which i have no doubt every coach under the sun i know you'll have one right in front of you right now yeah I use that and I just map out any problems I see for the day, any challenges I see for the day. Like today I wrote down, I had this, like to make sure that I didn't forget. Just empty your brain so that all that stuff you're carrying around with you, it's just on paper. You're no longer having to carry it like baggage in your brain. Once we've done that, I'll map out my day, all the clients I need to speak to, all the meetings I've got, anywhere I need to be and the times. And then I put little check boxes next to them so I can literally just work my way through it. And then the last M is the mental growth which would be reading a book like Man's Search for Meaning or studying a paper or reading, literally reading a textbook like I am just now and just going through it and I spend 20 minutes and I dedicate 20 minutes to, to learning every single day. Now, 
that for me is very, very much more tangible than it might be for some clients. Because for me, it's a case of mastering my craft. For me, it's a case of, I want to learn more about coaching, be that psychology, be that mindset, microbiome, blood sugar, you name it. I'll just dive into a topic and I just, I'll spend a month just going crazy on it. For clients, that sometimes can be quite a difficult situation where they don't know what they want to learn about. And that for me is the first sign that you're in a job that you don't really love that much. That's another discussion. But if you're really struggling with it, then listening to a podcast or even just reading a book that you want to read, just read for enjoyment. The number of my clients that come back to me and they're like, I'd never read personal development books until you gave me the same cube formula. But I can't tell you how much I love having a cup of coffee and reading for 20 minutes before everyone else is up. They come back to me like it's the best part of my entire day, every day. So to recap, movement, mental clarity, mental growth, 20, 25 minutes each, that's going to give or take an hour. If you're, you know, that's, everybody can make an hour in their morning. It's not a huge amount to ask and it completely and utterly transforms how you go about your day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge. And I like the, it's a, such a catchy name, the MQ formula. I really like that. And it's clearly catching on with your clients. Like if they're saying to you, this is the best part of my day. Right. And we say that we want to be the best part of their lives, but if we can actually have that one pinpoint of their day where we're still working with them online but one part of their day is what you've instilled and it's the best part of their day then we're on a mega fucking win with that i think 100 percent, mate the number of people that come back to me and and they'll say you know they maybe a lot of people especially in our generation they're shit at reading they don't like reading and they don't like reading because they're shit at it but they won't admit it like I think, and I spoke about this in a story and it was hugely popular on Instagram. My DMs blew up saying that the reason, I mean, I've never liked reading, buddy. Never, ever, ever. From the minute I was forced to start reading at school, the word force should give you an indication of how I felt about it. <laughs> just absolutely abhorred it. And all the way up until my mid twenties, I just couldn't understand why anybody in the right mind would choose to read. Then I learned when I started to meditate that the reason I didn't like reading was because I'm shit at concentrating or past tense, I was shit at concentrating. And what I was doing is I was reading the words and there a lot of people will resonate with this. I was reading the words and I was thinking about something else. So I'm reading X, Y, or Z and my brain is like, dinner's got to be this tonight. I've got to pick him up. He's got swimming lesson. All this crap is just going through my head. And I'm, then you would find yourself rereading the same paragraph four or five times. And you're like, this is not going in. Or it is, it's just leaking back out the other side. So when I started to meditate, hence the fact that that is the precursor to the reading, I would quiet my mind and learn to quiet my mind and focus on one thing, my breath. And once I'd learned to focus on just my breath, I learned to focus on one thing. And when another thought tried to come in, it's not about squashing or quashing or getting rid of those thoughts. It's just about being like, right, cool. I'll get to you later. Back in my mind. See you later, mate. Don't need you just now. Not important. And when you're reading the same, it's just a meditation. In, of, of sorts. And since I started doing that, and since I instilled that in a lot of my clients, they're like, fuck, the problem is that we weren't taught to concentrate or we weren't taught to learn. We were taught maths and geography and all this stuff that for most people is largely irrelevant. But you're never taught to learn. You're never taught to concentrate. And I think yeah. we have a, a, an ADHD epidemic, whether or not you're diagnosed or not. I think, you know yourself, like even podcasts, people don't listen beyond an hour because they, they, they just don't have the attention span. So I think when you can instill that in someone and they're like me, I have never liked reading, but now I've cracked reading. And now because of that, I've cracked personal development. They start to level up in all kinds of ways. And then they couldn't be more thankful for it. 
Yeah, and then that's you with the mindset aspect, right? You, you're working on their physique with other stuff, but you're also leveling up in terms of their mental health and their mindset through personal development, meditation, and other tactics. Absolutely. And I think it's important to point out, mate, that I'm saying reading's great, and I'm saying that we've not been taught to concentrate and that people love it. Ultimately, though, there are still people who just don't like reading at the end of that. And it's not a matter yeah. of concentration. It's just people are different. And then that's cool. And you have, we have to respect that as coaches. So built into the high-performance morning upgrade is alternatives to these things. That's why I say that's the longer training. And what we talk about there is under normal, obviously, we're recording this kind of off the back of lockdown, kind of still semi-lockdown. Under normal life circumstances, people commute, right? They're on a bus, they're on the tube, they're on the train, they're on their bike. It doesn't matter. They're walking. The, the format doesn't matter. They've got 20 minutes. So I, I talked to them about commuter university. So commuter university is spending that time learning. You don't have to physically read the book. Stick your headphones on and listen to an Audible. We spoke about Audible just before we came on here. Yeah. Like, grab Audible, grab a podcast, listen to YouTube. Like there's so much free content out there. Or for my clients, I'm like, see, if you really don't want to go and listen to stuff, go into the lab and listen to one of the trainings because I transcribed them all over to SoundCloud so that there's actual audibles for them as well. Yeah. Use that commuter time rather than listening to the radio and some crap. Spend that time expanding your mind. So commuter university effectively replaces reading for those who don't like it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's massive as well. Like everyone's got that time in the day where they're, they're commuting, right? And it's, like you said, YouTube, Audible, podcasts can be any medium as long as they're they're learning about something i mean even if somebody's putting on like a comedy thing for 20 minutes and just switching their brain off and they're just like literally just enjoying the commute by listening to some comedy or like a bit of a funny podcast that's still them doing like some sort of meditation because it's them just zoning out and listening to what's going on in in their headphones you know I actually regularly recommend to clients that they get on um, Headspace or any of the apps and meditate on the bus if they're struggling with meditation or when they're like on public transport, because there's this kind of like, this sounds weird, but almost like a moral superiority that you feel when the rest of the bus are listening to crap in their headphones or you're over here growing your mind. No one knows you're meditating. You sat there yeah. with your eyes closed. Or you look like you're sleeping, but you're like <laughs> blowing your brains out and people love it. So yeah, community university is massive. Just, finding that dead time in, in clients days and presenting them back like doing a time audit on their day and being like cool let's look at your day how does it look look see that that and that that's dead time we're about to buy that back and we're going to fill it with useful stuff it doesn't have to be audible like you say but for most people you'll find something on audible that yeah. they enjoy yeah and it's massive as well i think that like for me it's like 20 minutes in the car and the, the best one recently was uh, atomic habits by james clear and every chapter was like 15 to 20 minutes. I'm pretty sure it was pretty much every single chapter was 15 minutes. And that was like every commute here in Perth, like no matter where I'm going, it was pretty much perfect timing where I just needed to pause it right before the next chapter and I'll be at my destination. It was epic. I think um, like that book is the first book that I give every client, irrespective yeah. of who you are, unless you've already read it that you're either buying a copy or you're listening on audible so yeah that's massive that that book in its own right and the other thing is if you get audible and you have a kindle you can use whisper sync so you can pick up where you left off i don't know if you know that so right, okay. where you pause it on audible it will open on your kindle exactly the same spot all right okay you can flip yeah. between reading and listening ah that's pretty if cool. you want to read in the evening and listen in the morning you can do both with the same book assuming it's got whisper sync enabled on on audible which is pretty awesome ah. 
That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So Mia, let's get into the meditation because you were, you spoke about Headspace on the bus. So would that be the app you'd normally recommend most people get into or what do you personally like to do yourself? So when people are just learning, it, it it's a funny thing. People have this weird anticipation that you're going to have to put your, your hands like this or like <laughs> bang, toge- bang together miniature symbols and sort of levitate off the floor with incense going. It, it, it's not about that. All it is is about just concentrating on you one thing, generally your breath. So yeah. people have got weird stigma. They've got a weird anticipation of what it is. All it is is listening to your breath. But on top of that, people don't really know how to start. How do you meditate? Where do you learn? Now for me, Headspace comes with a free trial for most people for at least a week. I like Headspace as an introduction, the foundation or beginner or whatever it's called, the the basic pack within Headspace is a good introduction to how to meditate. Uh, Thereafter, if somebody's really getting on with it, Andy Puddicombe, the guy that runs it, has got a really nice voice. He's British as well, which I find for largely for my market helps because a lot of these apps are American, which is a bit weird for British people. Um, so the, the beginners is great. And if they like it, they can stick with it. But I generally move people over to Oak, O-A-K, which if you've got an iPhone, is easier to find than if you've got an Android phone. It is available for both, but I think it's a bit of a bollock to find on the, the Google Play Store. Oak's right. free. Um, and we just use the, mind, the mindful meditation, which is 10, 10 minutes long. Um, and it's guided, but it's less, there's less waffle. Andy talks about something profound at the start of everyone in Headspace, which I think puts some people off because it, it, it's almost stoicism. Um, yeah, okay. For some people, they're like, I don't get this. I'm not vibing with it. And that's fine. Don't let that be the, the reason why you quit. So if you move to Oak, the woman just literally, it's an American voice. It just runs you through, follow the steps, and it reminds you to come back to your breath. So I literally get the guys, guys to do that. And, and that is as, as complicated as meditation needs to be. The other one, which I have two clients that absolutely love, is called Sync Tuition. Uh, which you need headphones for, but I couldn't get on board with it. You basically go on like a 20 minute journey. It's like a, like it's bizarre. Like you close your eyes and you're listening to it and it'll like take you through, like you'll go through a door and you can hear the door open and you just, it makes you focus purely on that. And you, maybe you'll hear rain or a rainforest or it's, it's pretty cool, mate. But for me, the women's voice is just way too cheesy. Like, I don't know. I just, it turned, it, it put me off. So I just reversed straight back out of that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It does sound uh, interesting when you said on a journey, I was like, imagine it's like when you're, <laughs> you you take a trip after taking some drugs or something. I was like, that, this is going to be... It's pretty much that, but yep. yeah, it wasn't for me. So I, I mean, to give context, I do still do Oak every single morning. Right, okay, yeah. Oak's the one that the runs the Aura minutes. as well. So oh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 you can lengthen it as much as you like. So I, I just do 10 minutes every single day and then maybe do some towards the back end of the night. It just depends on how my day is going. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. That's killer, mate. That's killer. And in terms of any other strategies that you would normally implement straight away with people's morning routines, what, what would you do with clients who have implemented the M-cubed protocol or system, whatever you call it, um, what, what else would you implement? What, what's your other key tips to get people moving in the morning? So my priority before the M cubed is hydration. So yeah. that's kind of like, that's in the high performance morning upgrade. It's kind of separate to the, the M cubed formula, but we look at hydration. So for, 
nine out of 10 of my clients, I literally get them to fill a protein shaker the night before and leave it on the worktop. Like this is the atomic habits approach. Make it visible, like make it easy. Like your tired self in the morning, you're banging shit over, you're spilling water. You're just like, you know what it's like when you're just like, you can't seem to pour a cup of water without spilling over yourself. Make it easy, do it the night before. So I get them to fill a protein shaker the night before. So it's like 700 mil if you go to the top. Yep. And then I get them to chuck some lemon juice in that and just leave it. And we, we would focus on hydration first because most people are like chronically dehydrated anyway. And then we're even more dehydrated overnight. It'd be that through being a mouth breather and having that dry breath, dry, you know, when your mouth is like cotton, yep. that in the morning. Or if it's hot, which a lot of people, you know, especially even down in England, obviously not in Scotland, but, um, <laughs> but for those of my clients in England or further afield, sweating overnight can help dehydrate you quite significantly so hydrations are a rehydration as the case might be case may be is the most important factor thereafter i do get guys to focus on blue light because what i experience is people just move from a sort of like artificially lit space to artificially lit space across the day like we move from the house to the bus or the tube from the tube to the office office to the gym gym to the tube tube to the bed and then that's 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 your day you haven't even seen the sky so I get the guys to, to get some sky time rather than some screen time first thing in the morning. So sky time is important. So I get them to get up and nice. hydrate. That's so what I'm saying about movement. Do it outside. I don't care if it's raining. Like it was, it's absolutely pissing it down here today. It's still going like hammer and rain. You are waterproof. Reminder for you guys listening. Like you, you will not <laughs> melt if you go out in the rain. So I just tell the guys like throw a waterproof jacket on. I put waterproof trousers on. It's that wet today. It's like literally like stair rods. And headed out for 20 minutes. Why? Because there's still blue light in the atmosphere, which is really important to stimulate what we call the cortisol awakening response. So blue light in the morning, as much as we want to avoid that in the evening to provide us with uh, sufficient melatonin production. The opposite is true in the morning. We want blue light in order to, to wake us up. So yeah. the movement portion of the M cubed, after we've hydrated, the movement portion would be, would be including some blue light. Now, that might be easier said than done for some people. Like in Scotland, even at, like at five in the morning here, mate, there's never any bloody daylight in Scotland. It's like, <laughs> like, I always say to people, summer's the best day of the year in Scotland. So <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, I use, I know this is no good in a podcast, but for those watching, I use this thing I'm showing you on the camera now. So it's called the oh, Volkee, yeah. V-A-L-K-E-E, human charger. Yep. And I just bang that in my lugs, which is just like a little blue light that goes into your ears. Why? Because your ear canals supposedly have the same photosensitive receptors as your eyes. So you can get blue light in that way. So when I'm meditating, I've got that in my ears. So the first yeah. 10 minutes of my day, I get up, I come into the kitchen where I am now, put that in my ears, drink my water, meditate. So I've had two cycles of that. So I've had 20 minutes of blue light exposure. And then I go outside and attempt to get some actual blue light exposure, <laughs> um, give or take. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. And then what about the cold showers? Do you still do them at the moment? Yeah, that's that's the um like the end, that's like the bookend. So where the hydration is like bookend or when the first battle is like the opening act, the closing yeah. act is the cold shower. So it doesn't have to be much. I think people get this really fucking wrong. So we'll, we'll clarify. I, I finish my morning routine, I do all my bits and pieces, all the M cube formula, I get it done, I've trained, had breakfast, which is always a smoothie, and then I jump up in the shower. I have a cold shower, but most important part for those of you listening, I have a cold shower after I have had my normal shower. I don't get into a cold running shower. I'm not a yeah. lunatic. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, if you are getting into a cold shower, you've got bigger issues, I think. <laughs> so 
I've, I put the hot shower on. I have a hot shower, wash myself adequately, and then stand. I turn and face the water. And this is like, for me, I call this in my head the second battle because it's the, it's, it's the opera. I've never really marketed it as that, but I say to my clients, it's the second battle. It's that second opportunity for me to be a shite back and for me to be like, nah, not today. I don't want to yeah. do this today. Like, and I'll tell you what, two things. Number one, I don't want to get out of bed any day. Number two, I don't want to have a cold shower any day, but I do them both because I know they're good for my goals, my vision, and my progress. Irrespective of whether that's physical, business, personal, doesn't matter. So I turn and face the cold, the, the, the warm water, put my hand on the mixer, put my other hand elsewhere to protect myself because it disappears quick. <laughs> <laughs> you could do star jumps after a cold shower and it's still pointing at you. So <laughs> I put my hand on the mixer and I turn it full cold. Like don't, don't, don't ratchet slowly, just go for broke. Find the back end of that mixer, hit the cold. And what I do is just as I'm doing that, so as I'm about to turn it, huge deep breath in and then cold, as you're turning it cold, huge, slow, deep breath out. So as it's turning cold, I am breathing out. So to prevent that like <laughs> thing that happens when you go into cold yeah. water, where you're like, your, your body just takes control and it just starts breathing at a different rate. Breathe out real slow, turn it cold and just allow that to, to, to just happen over time. By the time you've got that first breath out, you don't have that horrible shock reaction. The goal of the cold shower is to 100% to maintain your breathing. So you shouldn't be like having to do that. If you were plunged into cold open water, you would do that panic breathing. You don't want that. We want to try and calm our breathing, get back in line. And again, it's going to significantly spike cortisol. It's going to significantly help us deal with stress elsewhere in life because we're kind of programming our body for this. It may or may not also help with brown fat activation, whether or not there's any validity in that. I don't yeah. know. And I don't do it for that reason, but kind of, there is evidence that alludes to that. I stand under that and I make sure that I move around because it's very easy to just stand there and let it hit just your chest. I almost like imaginary wash myself again, if that right, makes okay. sense. Yep. So like left arm, right arm pits, all the different bits. And just I'll kind of work my way around and move around the shower because otherwise you just stand there like an idiot. And I try and maintain my breathing and I make sure and get my head like fully under for the majority of it. And just if you're starting out, spend 30 seconds tops, 20 seconds tops, just the first day. Don't go for broke. And now I'm like, I don't know, three minutes. It's not a huge amount wow. of time. That's all. I mean, that's all. And then turn it off. Don't go back to hot. So my rule that I give the guys is don't allow yourself to go back to hot and get comfortable again. Turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Pro tip, turn it off. Whilst you're turning it off, turn it back to hot. If you value the same marriage we spoke about earlier on, oh, if yeah. it's still on cold <laughs> when she gets in the shower, you're getting, you can expect to have your balls kicked. So yeah, that's yeah, big turn trouble. It, turn it back hot um, and then get out. And I, there's, I don't know what it is, mate. I can't describe that until you start getting into it. But I've got a lot of clients who are coaches as well. And they're like, mate, that's, that shit. It's just like, it just switches me on another level to, to get at my day. I use it as kind of like a trigger. It's like, a, I don't know. It's like, like I say, a kind of bookend or the final act of my morning routine. Once that's done and I've won that second battle, you will never feel more awake than when you're trying to dry yourself and you can't actually feel your skin. Wow. That's uh, after weird. three it's minutes. Like like, that's intense. Yeah, it's like it's quite it's like when you come out like a you know the sea or whatever. I mean, I don't imagine it's like that in Australia. I know what it's like. It's fucking freezing here, but it's you can't actually feel yourself drying with a towel, but you feel like I will be freezing for the next ten minutes, and I'm, I'm cutting about with a fleece on in the middle of the summer for the first ten minutes when I'm on a Zoom call. The first person's like, "Why are you wearing a fleece?" Um, <laughs> I love it, mate. I love it. 
Nice, mate. Nice. And that's, uh, that's a little bit different to how I do it. I've started to do it. I started to do it during lockdown and then I started to do it again recently. But I feel so away from the shower and let it run sort of down the back of my head and like down my back. And I've never thought about turning around and just fucking manning up and getting on with it. I'm actually moving around as well because I'm too focused on my breathing at that stage. And I do get, I do get quite a slow breathing rate. I'm not like hyperventilating, but I think moving around would make me be able to last a bit longer, if you know what I mean, as well. So Yeah, um, it gets like sore if you leave it on the same bit of your skin. It almost goes numb on one spot. So if you move around, it's a little bit more tolerable, I yeah. think, anyway. Yeah, and what do you think about, um, some people have said about how it might help with immune function. What's your thoughts on that? I think it like definitely the ability can to help. fight off a cold. I think it definitely can help. I think there's, like, if, so, key caveat, if you're healthy, you're a healthy operating individual, you have no health concerns, bash on, I think it will help. But as you know, because you know me personally, at the back end of last year, I, like, I'm not an unwell person. Like, I, I will regularly boast about that. I don't think I took one sick day whilst I worked in a 10-year career. Um, I just, I'm just not unwell, touch wood. Watch me get so severely unwell <laughs> next week. Um, but the back end of last year, I picked up Giardia. So like, it's like an infection within your gut. And honestly, I lost 12 kilograms. I was like on the ropes for a long time. And one of the first things the functional medicine practitioner said to me was like, no more cold showers. We don't need additional stress on your central nervous system. Equally well, back end of last week, I was put a post up about it last night. I was just particularly wrung out. I've been working super hard. We'd like helping a lot more people at the moment, which just means I am emptying myself into this business. So the Thursday, Friday last week, I was pretty tired and I was aware of it. My central nervous system was a bit shot. My HRV was down. My arrest and hurry was up. My fasted, my fasted blood glucose was spiked. I could see it all happening. So I just pulled out the, hot, the cold showers. Why? Because it, it, it's nice to have. But if it's going to start putting you further into a hole, it's just foolish. And it's that like bravado doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important, mate, as well. Like realizing your limitations on things. And maybe if somebody's getting sick, for example, as well, then they don't push it in case then it makes potentially the cold worse it might be good at keeping them away but if somebody starts to get a flu like or a chesty cough that getting cold is gonna increase the chances of getting the cold right <laughs> if, if you are already unwell what we're looking to do is protect the central nervous system and soothe yeah. it not hammer it into submission by like that's exactly like what i did at the weekend there was no social media for me there was no caffeine of any description which was hell on earth and then oh, man mate like my coffee in the morning you know the draw i absolutely love my morning coffee yeah. it's on instagram every morning like it's, it's it's my favorite part of every day um so there was no no stimulants of any description and there was no cold showers and there was just extra sleep and i woke up this morning like a thousand times better so it's, it's very important that this stuff is framework but again a framework is dependent on this the inputs and you have to listen to the inputs which is your biofeedback so am i ready for this yes or no if yes crack on like knock yourself out i think it will help prevent colds yeah. if you've already got a head cold or an upper respiratory tract infection you you don't want to be you want to be resting yeah 100 percent, mate yep yep and mate, like the in terms of alertness if you're going into the morning it's massive i don't want we have the same business coach, obviously, we're both with Big Phil, and he had that big weekend uh, two weekends ago, and it was about 5 p.m. It started over here, because it was, uh, yeah, 5 p.m. here, yeah. and 15 minutes before, got in the shower after trained, done a quick bit of cardio, 
um, jumped in the shower, put it on cold, done. I've probably only been a little pissy, done about 30 seconds. But uh, in, enough, terms of a, in terms of alertness, I was still buzzing at 12 midnight whenever I was going to bed. And Esther was like, how are you so awake right now? I was like, I've just been buzzing from five o'clock between the content and the cold shower. I've just been flying here. So I agree. And if you think about that as that is a hundred percent, the impact of it, and you can do that at any point in the day, as you did, you can implement yeah. that. I mean, assuming you're, you have a shower available, then yeah. you can go and do it. You could. So for me, if you imagine combining that with all the benefits of like the M cubed formula, for example, not only are you hydrated, you've moved, you've had blue light, you've done some meditation, you've learned something. And then you've had breakfast, you've maybe done some training, and then you've had a cold shower. Like there's this, it's very difficult to put words into without sounding like a kind of, I don't know, egotistical prick, I suppose. But there's a real feeling of once you've had that cold shower and you've done all that stuff, you're ahead of the rest of the world. Everyone else is still in their bed. Yeah. And there's a really, there's a really great feeling about having achieved all the stuff we've just outlined and then had a cold shower and you're just getting changed. And then like, say for instance, like Sarah or Esther, they're just getting out of bed. That's yeah. everyone else. That's the rest of the world. And you're like, man, I have done so much this morning already. Yeah. And yeah, I think good, one kind of really important thing that we didn't touch on, and I should have, is the golden rule of the MQ formula is there's no mobile phone use. So oh, yeah. that, when I get out of bed, my phone's on do not disturb. And if you've got an iPhone, I don't know how you do it on an Android, but there will be exactly the same functionality. You use do not disturb. And if you go into settings and then hit do not disturb, you can schedule it. So mine is scheduled to end at 8.30 in the morning. So it goes on at like 6 p.m. and it runs to 8.30 in the morning, which means until eight, like before 8.30, no notifications come through. So yeah. it's very important to me and the rest of my clients that I don't allow outside, what I call outside noise, to disrupt my morning. So you, all it takes is you open your emails and you know as a coach, mate, sometimes you get an email and you're like, I've got to deal with this right now. Like there's a client who really needs help they're panicking about something. You need to just go and get them new macros or they're panicking about the gym being closed. That's going to stress you out. Or if you've had an email from your boss, it's going to stress you out. Or if you check Instagram and you see a post from someone that you're following, but you don't really like unfollow that person, but it's going to stress you out. It's going to put you in a negative headspace and like, fuck that. Yeah. So I'm like really, really protective of my head, my internal headspace in the morning. It's all about me in the morning. It sounds selfish, but you can't serve from an empty vessel, right? So you've got, like yeah. I say that to all my clients. A lot of my clients are very selfish people or they're like struggling to find time for themselves because they put everyone else first, be it work colleagues, boss, missus, children, husband. Put yourself first for that first hour. Don't allow anyone else in. No one. You can check your, your phone will still be there at the end, trust me. And I literally just don't check it. And It's the most liberating thing ever having an hour of your day where nobody can get in touch with you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's massive, mate, because that self-care is key. And like you say, you can't, I always say it's similar, you can't pour from an empty cup or you can't serve from an empty vessel. Same thing, it's like getting on a plane and you have to put your own oxygen mask on before anyone else is, right? Because you're not used to others if something happens to you. So uh, I think that's massive, and it's something that people can really, that's actually, I've been writing down the times of uh, all these little nuggets that we put out and that that one with mobiles and that, um looking out for yourself first thing in the morning might be the one that we clip together. Cause that's probably the one thing that people can implement straight away, which will have a massive impact because we're so addicted to our phones. And like, I, I am as well, I man, I could probably do with a social media detox and, you know, <laughs> deleting half the apps on my phone, but 
Um, if we can just do that even where it's like mine's on set till 6 a.m., but I might extend that on now, move it to seven and then see how I'll go and then build it up to that. Because like you say, if you can get really productive in the morning for you and then the first bit of work done before you even get started to get notifications through, it's massive. 100%. And I think it's important to point out to the listeners that every single day during that hour to two hours where I'm not on my phone, I will find my phone in my hand at least twice. Yeah. And I'm just about to start opening stuff. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It, and, and that's years into this practice. It, yeah. it, you are so, so addicted to opening these fucking apps to just check like Instagram. Like I'm not even going on for anything. I'm just going to, to, to see who's messaged or commented. And then I'm going to respond because I feel obliged to. And then that's part of running a business Instagram. Yeah. They don't, they don't give a shit if I message back before 8 a.m. Yeah, no. Uh, equally well, like, and then you know yourself, you open Instagram, you check your DMs, you respond. Then you open WhatsApp, you check your messages, you respond. Then you open Facebook, you check your messages, you respond. Then you open your email. It's a fucking rabbit hole, mate. Yeah. One app leads to another and you were just getting that dopamine hit. Oh, I like a comment, an email. And I find myself every day, phone in hand, more often than not. So I'll get up and I hydrate and I'm going out for my movement, which is just a walk at the moment. So I put on a podcast, which involves using my phone. Yeah. So I'll go into Spotify and choose the podcast that I want. The O Show, obviously. Um, obviously. And then <laughs> <laughs> when I'm choosing a podcast, then I'll quite often on an iPhone, obviously with most phones, you scroll down from the top and you can see your notifications. I find yeah. my thumb at that part of the screen. I'm like, no, like what are you doing? I don't even want to see the notifications because if you can see it, you've already allowed it in. So your challenge is to just completely and utterly ignore them. So within that, do not disturb. There is a setting to, to hide notifications of all forms. Yeah. You want that on. Yeah. And if people are afraid of that mate as well, um, like, oh, what if I miss something important? I've got it set where like my favorites, which is basically my, my parents, my sister and my wife, if they ring you, it'll, it'll come through. So in the case of an emergency, if somebody phones you, you're going to get the message. Like you don't need to worry about there being an emergency and something happening in your family or whatever. You can still have it, the notifications off, but the good stuff can still get through. For sure. Mate. I've got exactly the same thing on. Just make sure yeah. that you've got your family uh, and that's all you need. Because I'll be honest, nobody's phoning you at 7 a.m. unless it's dead important. No, nah, exactly, exactly. And if they can, they can leave a message, right? 100%. Like a normal 100%. person, I mean, sorry, not family. Like anyone else phones no, you at that yeah. time, it's not yeah, going like, to get through and they can leave a message. 100%, mate. And I think, it's, if, especially for coaches, because I work with a lot of coaches, it's one of the biggest struggles they have. What if a client messages me? Then is your problem for, in the first place, normalizing responding to client messages at 7am what other job in the whole world other than shift work would you be responding to messages from colleagues or clients it's it's just not normal yeah so you need to give your clients the help they need within a nine to five window yeah and make sure your clients know that that's the case and again can't you can't pour from an empty cup you can't serve from an empty vessel you just need to tell your clients your colleagues whoever it is that in order for you to better serve them you need to look after you yeah, 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 100%. 100%. Or just have scheduled time where you say, right, at 10 a.m., 3 p.m., and 6.30 p.m., I'm going to go on, I'm going to clear these out, and that's just everyone sorted, right? So it's not an on-demand thing. It's literally like, right, I'll get to you, but I'm only going to go on at these, these set times. And it's just that time management and that energy management, I guess, more than anything. For sure. And I think book recommendation for your list, mate, it's a really short one. It's an absolute banger. How Full Is Your Bucket by Tom I've Rath. done it on Audible. 
<laughs> it's a I've good done idea. It. I, I told so, you, man, anything you recommend, I, I do. <laughs> I love that, mate. Yeah, man. So, man, that's, that's an epic way to end it there. I think we've covered a lot from the first battle to meditation, blue light, that second battle in the shower, everything in between, mobile use. Mate, there's a lot that people can get out of this. Um, so hopefully everyone's enjoyed it. Uh, I need to find a title for this. I actually, because we just had a chat, I just we, we, we didn't script this at all. It was like, we're going to come on and have a chat about your routines. So um, we'll, get a, we'll get a good title for this. But if anyone doesn't follow Matt, you need to get on and follow him at the Muscle Mindset Coach. Um, killer content, killer book list, like I said. And he is the guy, especially if you're in that, that area of the world in the UK and you're on the same time zone as him and you don't follow him, there's something wrong because um, he's one of the best coaches in the UK, in my opinion, and he's putting out some killer content. So please go follow him. If you did like this, please screenshot the YouTube, the Spotify, the Apple, doesn't matter. Just screenshot it, tag both of us, please, so we know that you've enjoyed it and we can potentially convince Matt to do a second one if there's enough interest. I'm sure there's tons of topics we can cover. Or if there's something that really stood out to you, maybe screenshot it at the moment that it, it happens and let us know what, what it was that you took out of this as the main thing. Because the more we can share those screenshots, the more people can benefit from seeing this and the more we get the message out and you've helped your friends level up their morning as well as yourself. So Matt, I can't thank you enough for your time, buddy. I've took about an hour and 15 minutes, including the time that we spent chinwagging at the start. So thank you very much, buddy. I truly appreciate it. And it's been a pleasure having you on. You're most welcome, mate. Thank you very much for having me. And if I come back for a second one, uh, my only stipulation is that I'm allowed to come back under my pseudonym of Lexi Pentland. <laughs> Lexi Pentland, man, I forgot about that one. I'm going to have to put that in the comments, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you That's very much for having buddy. me, man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Have a great day and I'll speak to you soon. Cheers, boss. Thanks for listening to The O Show with your host, Oren McCory. If you liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and share this on your social media. We'll see you on the next episode for more no-nonsense advice to help you supercharge your efforts in the gym, in the kitchen, and most importantly, in your head. See you then.